Hello everyone. Uh, welcome to another audio only episode of the Great Pandey Circus and I'm your host Kisle Pandey here in Manila on a very beautiful yet rainy day here because um, this is like the time of year when it rains when it typhoons kills people and brings down their houses and shit but anyway we are in Manila so it's not gonna bother us we are, we are pretty safe in our uh, um, in our condo all right so let's see what we have today I mean and as you know uh, this is an um, unscripted uh, show so we basically I basically talk about everything that I see online uh, for the most part stuff that the Indian uh, newspapers have reported all right um, so the first and the major thing is that the Queen has died Queen Elizabeth, uh, the, the longest reigning monarch uh, of the United Kingdom, has died. Um, and uh, everybody is mourning. They already have uh, chosen the successor, probably her husband. But yeah, it's a loss. It's a loss for people who kind of believed in her, who were ruled directly by her, or probably were touched by her in one way or the other. What I don't get is why people who are from the british colony are kind of mourning i don't get it i mean it's a personal choice to mourn the death fine rest in peace but like what has she done like to you right if anything british for the most part uh in indian history pillaged right like they looted they pillaged they they've made sure they sucked on us like leeches and took all our wealth all the good stuff to the britain and put it into the development of it Alright, so since we are talking about the stuff that was pillaged, how about they give us back the Kohinoor, right? The crown jewel of the monarchy, the literal crown jewel of the monarchy, the one that is kind of in her uh, crown. Now, people might argue that uh, that that particular that the Kohinoor, uh, you know, is British because it has changed hands so many times that we just cannot give it back to someone who has asked for it. To be honest, they do have a point because after it was mined in an, around 1100s in some part of Andhra Pradesh, I guess, uh, Kolur mines or something where it was mined from, it has changed hands so many times and for the most part it changed hands after uh, some war some violence some some sort of a takeover you know some sort of a, a campaign by one ruler against the other most prominent ones I mean the most traceable history I mean before I go into the history of how many hands uh, it it passed through it came to limelight in around 1600s or something when Shah Jahan decided to put it in the peacock throne Now, peacock throne itself was a uh, figment of someone's imagination it was believed that king solomon the famous king who uh, uh, can be found in, in the, the abrahamic religions like their teachings right judaism christianity islam and yeah, whatnot so king solomon had a throne shah jahan made an ex like made a throne uh, with the similar specs and among other jewels i mean which had like it had thousands of them right and gold and shit 
the, the most outstanding one was Kohinoor. Now this thing, this this peacock throne was plundered in 1700s or something by Nadir Shah of Iran. He took it back. So that's the first time it came to a global like limelight that hey something like this big a diamond exists and it's beautiful and whatever uh, it is. From Nadir Shah somehow it got back to Afghanistan with the with the the then ruling dynasty Durrani dynasty in around 1800s and then it was uh, uh, kind of won by an Indian prince I'm forgetting that guy's name and that's how it came back to India basically with the Punjab nobility and they then were forced to cuff it to Britishers because their policies you know they kind of made that young ruler the Leap Singh who was just 10 sign a treaty signs or maybe amended an existing treaty and made him give it up a 10 year old kid I mean who has sense when they're 10 year old who has an idea about how valuable something is and this and then that and that was just one thing that was taken they take his lands they take they took everything Britishers took everything from that young Dalip Singh by imprisoning his mother and then forcing him to sign a treaty so as you can see it has changed hands so many times in in when it was in the limelight right and it has its provenance and it has its you know uh, given record of ownership and every time it changed hands it was because of some you know nefarious uh, scheme or the other British was like one part of it now in going back to them returning it I mean they can have the same argument like Iranians can lay a claim on it too because at one point in time it was in Iran uh, Afghans can clear uh, uh, can, can lay a claim on it too I mean although that's a failed state ruled by Taliban and I don't know what are they gonna do with that diamond probably sell it for more guns or some shit I don't know or to oppress more people or uh, I don't know whatever the fuck they, they, they are doing right now or even even Pakistan for that matter is laying a, a, a claim on it so because it has changed hands so many times I don't think you can say it with some certainty that that at this point it belongs to, that if they should return it to India I don't think it's gonna happen and it won't even make sense so what is it that they can do well if they haven't already acknowledged it that it was plundered or maybe just not you know like use that crown just to rub it in our faces that hey we got it from you because we made you sign a treaty or some shit I think that'll be a cool move or would they do it I don't think so should they do it uh, maybe but only to alleviate our concerns to just address that oh yeah yeah we, we get it we are acknowledging the fact that uh, uh, this diamond was taken forcibly you know uh, we schemed to get it to you know prove our loyalty to the crown maybe the people back then in the 1800s who, who, who took it like that but all in all I feel sad that Queen has died although she didn't really touch my life in any way didn't make it any better or worse but just that a person has died I feel bad not because she was a Queen I mean people millions like lost their lives in COVID and, and like I have said like a lot of times you know if not here in my friend circle and such that death of a million is a statistic and as when famous people died become when, when as whereas when famous person dies it becomes a tragedy which is what is happening everybody's more oh queen has died yeah what did she do to you like fucking did she like made your did she make your life better 
Does she touch your life in any way, uh, shape, or form? Does she knight someone from your family? No. But anyway, she is dead, and uh, I don't think we will be getting uh, that diamond anytime soon. I mean, we have as much claim on it as, as Pakistan, or probably as Afghanistan, right, or even Iran. And with that same logic, we should be asking: Shouldn't we be asking Iran to return back our peacock throne as well? right or fucking all the spice they took from us all the tea they took from us like no that's bullshit it's just that that's how it is it's it's gone i mean maybe we should stop living in the past although i started this segment by talking about uh, britishers giving us back the kohinu but it's not a practical demand i mean can we ask for uh, uh you know them to to acknowledge i think they already have acknowledged the years of oppression and and shit that 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 transpired during the british colonial times and maybe uh some sort of a payment i'm not sure what the word for that is but yeah i mean all these things are not going to make sense because yeah it happened back in the day they aren't the same people as they were if anything indians are as close to like ruling their country like uh, one of the gairish sunak i think he lost to an a white lady in the race to becoming their prime minister but like that's how close we are to becoming their premiers like not people not indian people per se but people of indian origins uh, 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 yeah pios and, and shit so yeah gone are those days when they were the colonial power now we have as much uh power we can flex i mean we being india we can flex even in asian nation we can flex as much muscle as we can as 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 they can right they are no different from us they they are superpower fine they have some weapons and ships and and, and such but yeah so do we we have an equally uh fully functioning battle trained army and and not just that we are an economic superpower we just took over uk we are the fifth most uh valuable nation in terms of the gdp if i'm not wrong economic like the fifth largest economy in the world so yeah we are technically in a better place than them so yeah i mean there is uh i guess in conclusion maybe we should move on maybe we should focus more on what we have and what we want to do uh and and stop living in that uh, history of ours where to be honest n- none of us here were present in right so yeah let's focus on what we have and try to become a better version of ourselves but would people let go of it i don't think so should they know if it's a part of someone's uh, agenda someone's uh, you know if they have dedicated their lives to pursue to bring back oh you know yeah by all means i mean have something to live for right have a passion have a hobby and by all means you should pursue it Who am I to say anything about it? All right, uh, let's pump the brakes on this one. Let's see what else do we have. All right, India's to be a. It's an. Uh, I get an. I get a newsletter from ET Tech, Economic Times Tech, um, and it's like a newsletter. So it's it says India's dubious record on internet shutdown set to continue. um an agency uh, which goes by the name of internet and mobile mobile which are association of india iamai wrote to the central government asking it to control internet shutdowns and 
um, to avoid uncertainties and, and shit. Well, this looks like um, a direct assault on freedom of speech, maybe? It looks like, I mean, to me, right, in my opinion. Uh, it looks like emergency that was imposed by Indira Gandhi, but with additional steps, but with modern technology, right? I get it. There is a strong like reasoning as to why they want it to happen because in 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 uncertain times when because india is very prone to communal clashes because stupid people are divided on so many fault lines right we are fighting over religion we are fighting over caste fighting over state boundaries internal fighting right in those times and those people are fighting with each other over those silly issues it becomes imperative that we stop the spread of uh, the negative media we step we stop the spread of rumors we stop people inciting each other uh, putting false videos because people are stupid right they readily believe in everything that is said uh, or, or or they see on social media even if it is from mexico they are more than likely to believe it is fucking from bihar you know like from their own country and shit so yeah with, with that being said i guess it makes sense but it's kind of straddles in between a good use and a misuse right like i'm just reading it it says internet shutdowns are currently handled by the states or the provinces which may shut down for a variety of reasons such as maintaining law and order and preventing students from cheating on exams i mean like law and order fine i get it you know because it's taxpayers money right that gets vandalized uh, that is used to rebuild the shit that was brought the burn to ground and whatnot but like literally preventing students from cheating i mean maybe get more creative we are still our education system is still hung up on those fucking three hour exams and um, you know like uh, where they literally copy shit from internet and paste it and, and expect students to answer it whereas in so many universities and schools around the world they are following the open book system like cheat but only if you can find it like then for example in my uh during my mba you know most are most of our exams were open book unless not saying they were but unless the faculty was too lazy to to you know even like write their own questions just change the words like you know fucking make it difficult for you to even control f a book or like fucking internet i mean give them an open book thing fine no internet but open book give them that like give students a fighting chance at least they will have a chance to open the book which they probably might have not before the exam i'm not saying all students do that but yeah open book is a thing and probably is gaining acceptance as we speak but going back to the indian case we are still uh, trying to prevent students from cheating in the exam. Can we do that? No. So might as well fucking legalize it. Like give them a book to read from if they can and let them answer the questions. I mean, what have we accomplished uh, by preventing students from cheating on exams? Like have we fucking sent a rover to Mars? Have we created uh, a bigger social media platform on the planet? Have we uh, created uh, something like alibaba ecosystem have we created electric self-driving cars what the fuck no we haven't so wh where is this education going like no, not all students get to leave india and become uh, parag agarwal of of uh, of twitter 
I mean, he's not doing his job properly. We should have allowed him to cheat. Maybe then he could have uh, done his job better by not censoring people who are just speaking the truth. But anyway, so we are uh, just bullshitting with these rules. I mean, they just got to show to the government, to the policymaker that, yeah, we are doing our job. You know, this is what you pay us for. We are controlling law and order, maintaining law and order, and we are preventing students from cheating. Well, we all got to do something. And some and and these uh, government agencies, for the most part, all they all, all what they do is sandbagging. All what they do is uh, have people have their employees get fat, you know, because they don't fucking work, and they come up with these fucking policies to 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 ensure students don't cheat. Fuck, let them cheat, man. Maybe then India might become something, because by not allowing them to cheat, uh, to cheat, we haven't accomplished anything. Bullshit. All right enough of this uh, internet ban if they want to do it they'll do it there's nothing we can do but again maybe in my opinion you you gotta introduce uh, the the open book exams to, to to indians and see where it goes maybe then we might be able to accomplish something iaf chiefs indian air force oh fucking nepotism fuck this shit he creates sonic uh, sun hyphen IC sonic boom with with the sun uh, generator sonic booms and fighter jets together really fucking Indian army if anything is plagued by nepotism for those of you who don't know maybe fine respecting the army is one thing yes they are laying down their lives but to be honest it's plagued by nepotism one that I know the only that's the only allegation I can make against them corruption maybe uh, wife swapping maybe I don't know but nepotism for sure like so many cases like families have been serving that for for decade and the rational the, what's the rational behind like why only son of an army man can join uh, army like mostly in the off uh, in the officer carriers and shit like why because there is a preferential treatment being given to them anyway can we change it I don't think so. It's been there. It's been like that for the past six, sixty-seven. There was a point in time in Indian military when officers were officers, right, were inducted based on how good their English was. Like that's that is literally how it started. Like right after Britishers stepped down, in order to fill the void because we are still hungover, uh, you know, in that colonial hangover that we are like fine if you speak english come get on board and we'll make you the officer and, and, and shut so this professional indian army that we have might be doing a good job but like 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 i said is plagued by nepotism as we speak i mean what isn't right in india at this point only private jobs most most probably are the ones where you ha you are made to sign you know like uh, that you won't that you don't have anyone from your family or you don't have any relative working with you in this company or some shit like that at least those companies are, are following it and and are ensuring that nepotism does not take place because ne nepotism is the whole inner ship which might fucking drown it, it can be any ship bollywood uh, case in point right in an army well again we are infighting you know we might be the biggest but are we the best no right some people might call me uh, on on calling it out but fine i mean you can't 
hide behind the truth right or you can't hide it rescue dog it's trending it's one segment that hindustan times have probably they get videos from tiktok right one of their editors might be uh, on tiktok or his son or her daughter or whatever it is the combination they get the video they're like oh look we have a nice video a funny video you know post it might get awe and shit and there it is so it says rescue dog helps pet parent pick up trash to keep the neighborhood clean imagine dog having more sense of society than than a person yeah it came from reddit not from tiktok so yep i stand corrected strong opinions loosely held an adorable dog is receiving all the love on internet after her pet parent shared a video yeah at least someone is concerned about the environment if it is not humans i guess dogs are taking over they are taking rain uh, into their uh, own hands well that's a good thing at least something good is uh, coming out of it i like these videos these these feel good videos but they are not the reason why i would want to go to places like reddit or for, for instagram no, that's the that's the least of my worries right that's the how to put it like i do not want to go to these platforms for these videos yeah if i if i chance upon them if i stumble upon them if i end up you know getting them in my feed that's okay but nah, not not for this shit like yeah i've got other stuff to to look at all right at 170 okay this concerns with uh, an, an examination called as neat neat is your hmm, national eligibility come entrance test it's a single admission test to mbbs and md bds colleges uh, bds is like bachelor in dental i guess Yeah. So anyway, so at 117 out of 720, qualifying marks this year are the lowest ever. Cutoff score to qualify for getting admission uh, to a medical college has dropped to its lowest levels ever for open category and 13% for the reserve. You know what? Let's 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 just dissect this thing. Let's talk about the state of education system and then talk about the the reservation and shit. State of education system. Hey. education is in a very dismal state in india yes we have some of the brightest students yes we are uh, stereotypical number crunchers yes we are fucking intelligent and whatever the fuck not but again my argument being the same what have we done like what contribution to modern day technology have we made yeah we have people working in those modern day uh, tech companies like the biggest but have we created our own product now we are good at creating products at scale we are good at copying them it, Oyo, Airbnb, Paytm, PayPal, uh, Flipkart, Amazon can 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 go on and on about it. But have we literally uh, trailblazed a market in any of the categories? You know, no. Have we created any language, any coding language from India? No. I feel free to correct me, but I don't think so. So where is all this engineering shit is going? Where are all these doctors? I mean, have we have our doctors created a new, like uh, a way of operating someone? Have they created a new cesarean? Have they created an artificial heart? No, all these envelopes are being pushed on the fucking left side of the world. Like 
from my perspective from an asian perspective nothing is happening here so why are we so fucking like what's happening to our education system when all what we care about is that is because it's broken at so many levels our education system emphasizes on the uniformity it emphasizes on you following the rules never like trailblazing never like thinking out of, out of the box never for once it tells you a thing or two about entrepreneurship all this good sounding words entrepreneurship entrepreneurial development and shit is thrown at you during mb during your masters and while you're working and shit never during the formative years never during the schooling never are we encouraged to have an original thinking just follow the the the, the line which has been set in stone that's it i mean like we are the most risk averse society on this planet if i'm not wrong and it reflects in the the value add to the world development that, they, that we have done yes we have given engineers but because we are good people and yeah we can quickly follow the lead and the rules and share there is some sort of a uniformity we make good laborers but we make bad entrepreneurs we are doing it now a lot of you know startups are popping like uh, wild mushrooms here and there but again is anyone really like cutting edge like fucking innovative like something that hasn't been done before nada that's our education system in nutshell and now the qualifiers highest bar lowest probably the setup like a stupid exam or maybe the quality of candidates wasn't good not sure people really work hard for these tests man because india is all about tests right like becoming a doctor become an engineer and this is about uh, the medical shit to put in to put the numbers in perspective a student who knows the answers to just 20 of 180 questions can reasonably expect so safe to say if highest score was 100 and 17 then you didn't even answer like 20 questions properly like less than that so the fuck is this either the exam was set too hard or the students were just not that bright enough and i guess uh, if it would have been a couple of handful of students then i would have said that about students but i don't think so they really work hard so what what happened the exam was set too tough like see this inconsistency i'm pretty sure that's the lowest right so um, safe to say last year it was probably must have been three or four times of this shit hmm can can it change anytime soon no it's really in, ingrained uh, in the way we think we still are living that colonial mindset or that colonial dream do uh, you know get into engineering get into medical get into the the, the uh, you know government jobs and you'll be good nobody no parent is pushing their kids to do business business is always frowned upon people are, the moment someone tries to do something on their own right like a business or fucking something related to art or even podcast i'm pretty sure my family is going to be like ah, what are you doing oh are the my you know he's doing this kp is doing this shit he's not really happy with his job look at my son he's doing this look at my daughter i mean that's that's the way it works and the safest point for any indian kid or a parent is to 
uh, is to have their kids do this so that they can be like, oh yeah, he's an engineer like yours. So yeah, it's okay. Yeah, he's a doctor. Yeah, he's saving lives and shit. Nobody is like, hey, my son is making uh, lives better by doing this or doing that. No, nobody is fucking busy doing it. We frown, uh, we frown upon people who are trying to push the envelope. And that's why most of the trailblazers leave India. Most of the people who are up to something, who are up to some good, they eat the fuck out of that country. Nobody wants to live in that hellhole. And I feel bad for those good people, those those brilliant Indians who could have done something, but they didn't because of the societal pressure, because of the peer pressure. Bullshit. Now, going to the second part of this, which is the reservation. This is another thing that has plagued our country. All right. So for those who don't know what reservation system is, it's also called a quota system in India. So there are certain groups of people uh, who are called as scheduled castes and scheduled tribes, castes and tribes, right? SCs and STs. And then there are one group of people who are called as other backward classes. Primarily in the Hindu society, we have this... Uh, I mean, this is like uh, an ancient thing, like an now obsolete. I don't give a shit about it. It's like we have a strata, right? So our Hindu society is divided into four main groups. You know what? I hate these fuckers who drive without a muffler, who, who ride their bikes without a muffler. I don't know. I mean, it's like a poor country shit. In India, we have a lot of these fuckers who ride their bikes without a silencer or a muffler on and make sound and think they're looking cool. But in reality, they're just being assholes. Same is the case with Philippines. Third world country mindset. Sorry to say, I have to call our country as a third world because it's not first for sure. And these people make it more so. Anyway... So yeah, so reservation. So Hindu society is divided into four stratas, right? Top one is, you know, considered the priests. You know, uh, people who are respected, revered, like from, like since millennia. Then we have uh, people, the, the warrior tribes, the warrior people, then the merchants, and then the shudras, right? Shudras are the people who did uh, cleaning, washing, uh, cobbler shit and whatnot. But anyway, what happened uh, post-independence? And I'm not saying it was not a social evil. It was. People were discriminated. They still are in some pockets. I know some people who are uh, still doing it. Some of my family members, you know, they, they, they still believe in the caste system. I mean, they're like, oh, we're not going to marry our son to, to someone because she's not from this uh, our our, our community she they're a little lower than us i mean this is 2020 2018 or some shit like they're still talking about it so yeah there are people who are still hung up on on those fucking obsolete practices you know they would rather uh, the uh, how do i put it like they would not send their kids to mingle with kids from you know those those lower classes right those lower social uh, uh, classes or who are on the lowest rung of that so yes discrimination is happening but what is also happening is that that the these individuals from these castes and tribes and backward classes are given some sort of a reservation mostly at this point in the government uh, sponsored uh, you know uh, institutions be it jobs right or be it your uh, education in some of the most prestigious government colleges in india engineering medical management on and on so if a regular student 
has to get let's say let's take example of need right if a regular student as they said that uh, uh, has to get 117 out of 720 for the reserved categories those SCs scheduled castes scheduled tribes and OBCs it's 93 out of 720 like 24 marks less 24 is a big number when millions of students are competing for like literally a same uh, seat in a government sponsored institution and the reason why everybody goes for that is because they are cheap and they have the best faculties and the resources to do the research and shit which nobody does otherwise we would have been better off like as a country but again so this is what happens if you come from a reserve category although you were oppressed historically like 70 years ago it was rampant but with the indian uh, uh, freedom struggle i think those those boundaries got a little blurred because people were fighting hand in hand against the britishers right but but then after independence it became a major propaganda or major like uh political uh motive or political ideology for certain parties for political parties to to uh make reservation as a part of their promises to their vote bank that hey if you put us in power we will ensure you get those votes and it is still happening 70 years after and we just celebrated our probably 70th independence day right on 15th of august and we are still living in that mindset some people may be educated and educated may be illiterate may be may be stupid or dumb as they're still putting those parties in power who promises them an increased uh, reservation and if they don't give if the parties turn their back on them do not live up to their promises or simply nobody's caring about them those people stage protests they go and block the railway lines they sit on it they are like we won't let that train pass we won't let any kind of uh, what you call it as a trade happen or or transportation happen until you 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 heed our demands until you uh, you know enact them that's how stupid people people are still people still find that to be the easy way for their community to progress instead of teaching their kids to you know get themselves educated better to be smarter so that they can get into better institutions they are essentially asking the government to lower the bar so that again their kids or their if not kids their their uh, you know uh, probably 20 or 30 year olds can get into the the government sponsored institutions so this is another thing that has played a malpractice that is Uh, still plaguing that has plagued india and is po- probably going to plague india for uh, you know foreseeable future i don't i don't see it going anyway uh, anytime soon i mean coming okay reservation should be there people should be given incentive but solely because of the money that they make if you are from an economically a uh, poorer section of society right like economically weaker section of the society then you should be given some sort of reservation again people can gamify the system can uh, just show that hey we don't make money when in reality they are if they are not from a you know a job because you can't hide the, the fact that you're paying taxes and your salary and shit but people can still gamify the system and still come out as poor but that'll be very difficult to do my opinion right because i come from such uh, uh from such background right 
just one just my i was i grew up with my mom you know just one parent and it was very difficult growing up but we were not from those quote unquote economically oppressed section of the hindu uh, society so i mean there was there wasn't that discrimination but then on the other end i saw people who were from those communities having shit load of money because their parents got into those you know juicy jobs high paying jobs because of the quota right because they had it easy and they are they went full corrupt in that shit they made big fucking houses had cars and share and bikes whereas my family was finding it difficult to even get a bicycle for me like fucking that's that's the stark contrast right even though we were from a uh, good part of the society like there wasn't any oppression per se happening against us or 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 on us but we were still cash strapped she just had one job and she she was not corrupt had she been then it could have been a different story but she wasn't and that's why i'm i'm campaigning against the division some people might call me as that in having the classes mentality but in reality that practice is doing more harm it is pu- putting more mediocre people above good people right like why have someone who probably had the same education went to the same school had parents working in the same office uh get more get uh preference over his friend with the same kind of uh you know background just because that guy comes from an economically weaker section just beats me like why even do it why assess those two people differently when they have done essentially everything same played ball with the same group went to the same school had parents working in the same office and so on and so forth but again since the polit- that's the way political parties come into power they keep doing it they keep promising it to the vote bank and it's ever increasing and this quota system does not stop at that we have state level quotas like we have 28 states and each of these states have their own quota system so if you want to get into a state in sponsored institution you have a different quota route if you want to go into the central institution you will have a quota again like it's so fucked up at so many levels so if a student who really wants to from a normal uh, society from a high uh, class quote and quote right wants to get into us he gets a good grade but then there is someone identical but from a lower caste he gets lower grade and, and he gets that seat our guy does not i mean like would not would it not scar you would it not make you more um like how to put it hostile towards these things like bitter so to speak like i am i mean i don't hate anyone right basis whatever the fuck it is caste doesn't really matter but wouldn't it rub me the wrong way that i got the same number but same grades or same score in that uh, in that entrance exam and the guy who got a lower grade got into a college because he was from a community when in, when in and in reality we did the same thing same we went to the same tuitions we went to the same school everything that's that's just bullshit and, and no no wonder uh, we are not doing anything because like i said we are putting mediocre people uh above people who really deserve it hmm and i can talk on and on about it about how it's it's plaguing it but again uh, it i guess it's a mentality that has to change like we indians should we as a country should become a meritocracy rather than anything else like 
if you have gotten a good grade if you are good if you're better than the next guy who wrote the exam irrespective of your background it's good and subsidy should be given to the economically uh, weaker section which is what india is giving we have a rationing system but but the quota system i believe should be eliminated because it's one community who's asking for it tomorrow it will be because this if this operation goes on then there will be a point in time when the people who were called the oppressors will become the oppressed and then they will clamor for it right they'll be like hey 70 years 80 years have passed and we are we feel that we are oppressed and if they stage a protest like they block our line or some shit then i guess government will have to you know cave in and say oh fine we'll give you the quota as well like like give quota to everyone that way nobody has quota or just remove the quota completely like are those people who are clamoring for quota dumb are, are are they that dumb that they can't fucking study and get a good grade like bullshit no wonder indians leave india because it's just downright shitty all right let's see what else do we have going on hmm you know what let's for a change see cnn right Let's see what's happening. I hope they aren't talking about the queen. All right. Oh, final farewell for the queen. And then Russia is sending reinforcements to Kharkiv as Ukrainians advance. All right. Hmm. Let's see. Russia is enforcing embattled uh, military units in Kharkiv as it scrambles to counter a Ukrainian. I mean, if there is something that we have learned that humans just do not know how to fight, how to wage a full-scale battle, it has been proven time and time again. We are good at war. Our A brain can only process so much. We are good at skirmishes. That can dictate a clear winner. Wars, no. We as a species have not figured it out. example case in point afghanistan case in point iraq case in point vietnam uh whatever invasion like uh, we have led in our most recent memory has all they have all failed right dramatically like on a, on a very uh, global scale there were failures of catastrophic nature russia is in one right now there will be no clear winner from here russia most certainly won't be cuz that's not how it works right you're good at launching campaigns you're good at you know doing those small wars or those battles we can definitely do that you know what i, ha- I have an opinion since you're talking about it and i'm just kind of stretching this uh, thing a little bit instead of you know two nations fighting against each other like you know if you have some differences fine we got to settle it right economically or uh, politically or from the point of view of uh, military how about we just send the champion from each side much like what you might have pe- what you people might have seen in that movie troy when brad pitt fights a guy you know like a champion versus a champion that way thousands don't have to die that way people don't have to grow up without their fathers or families don't have to go belly up bankrupt or or whatever it is or you know and, and shit so how about we just send one of our best like from each side and say hey you know what you fight to death whoever wins that that party is the winner and we'll accept that as a mandate you know what you might feel you might people might be like hey this is preposterous that's bullshit you know we are not living in that age 
fighting is still medieval fighting is still prehistoric i mean like why are we still sending people to fight right like when we can economically crush a country when we can do it from the point of view of internet like fucking uh, just hack the country servers and shit and systems so if you are calling a champion versus champion as 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 prehistoric or like uh, ancient then from the same uh, argument even um these armies are like ancient because they they're one of the most oldest professions on the planet right so yeah, why why even war why even fight i'm not a pacifist all i'm saying is that these wars they do not lead to anything let's have small scale battles here and there fine if russia wants to fight ukraine it should be like hey i'm all right let's let's decide on a place where we're going to fight we're going to stage a battle of kharkiv like you know we'll find an open place we'll send our tanks we'll send everything we'll fight whoever wins wins that region and let's have these skirmishes all over you know like 12 different skirmishes for 12 different regions of 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 ukraine that way we will be better off don't you think like i think so instead of like thousands of innocent people dying people who have got nothing to do dying let's have soldiers die because that's what they sign up for right soldiers don't sign sign up for you know like uh, uh for like that glory nobody wants to die man like it's it's a professional thing you get paid for it it's like a job hmm yeah so that's my opinion on how these wars should be fought like instead of waging a full scale battle where nobody will uh, emerge as a clear winner let's have these small skirmishes let's have these small battles here and there and see see how one party fares against the other All right, what will happen to the queen's beloved corgis? You know, even before we get into what will happen to them, let's think about what's happening to them now or what has happened to them. I mean, these corgis have lived a better life than ninety-nine percent of the people on this planet, right? They they were like queens, whatever dogs, the most revered person, quote unquote, on this planet. These dogs were with them. They lived in a fucking palace, like a dream to billions of other human beings. Were we bothered about them when they were living their life? Do we even know who these dogs are? Do we have their names or some shit? No. So why are we concerned about it now? I mean, or have we run out of things to report? Bullshit. Like, what's gonna happen to them? Nothing's gonna happen to them. Man, new king will take take over, right? And he's probably gonna give them the same pedigree that they have been getting uh, by the queen. Dogs don't give a shit. They'll be like, oh, the person is gone. Fine. I mean, as long as we are getting food, we are happy. bullshit what's going to happen to the dog nothing is going to think about you like what's going to happen to you right or you as a normal person celebrities and their shit hmm all right apple is launching its uh, another expensive phone which people will clamor about about which people will say i'd rather you know it's the same price i i rather i mean i have to sell my kidney to get this phone or how that phone is more expensive than your thailand trip uh, complete with a you know happy ending and shit but to be honest they are selling quality right like at least it's not uh, a a a girl who was a guy it's it's this alleged phone right like It's a phone. Phone. It, it adds value to your life. It's it's a good one. And in certain cases, like my girlfriend's phone, it's been like that. It is still doing good after four years, right? So, I think it's it's something that people can invest in. 
I mean, I used to think there was a point in time when I was like so dumb, which I still am a little bit. But again, I used to think that Apple is a waste of money. But when you start using it, you get so hooked to everything it has, you know, like it's just frictionless when it comes to using it. Plus, I guess it gives you some sort of a privacy in in uh, in this world where everything entity uh, uh, government is hell bent on invading that so i guess it, it's better i mean if some agency like secret service agency wants to know about you there's nothing there's no way they can stop i mean all these companies create a back door for someone to access their systems and and, and shit i mean if we haven't seen uh, that we have uh, seen this thing happening in that series called money heist right where they hide hack into their phones and they start getting a feed and, and shit like that yeah so if they want to if these agencies want to see who you are what you're doing what you're who you're talking to and shit yeah they can but at least a random hacker won't be able to i mean random hacker i'm not talking about like very sophisticated or state-sponsored hackers who can fucking hack into other agencies you know the hell are we uh, in their eyes but again it protects you from good like 70 80 percent of those uh, hacks and and those attacks so that's what apple promises Android not so much. Phones are really good, good operating system. I'm talking about Android, but yeah, I mean it's not. They don't offer the same value as 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 an iPhone does. So yeah, if you have the money, then why not? And for those of you who don't have the money, maybe do it the next time or get a cheaper version. Hmm. All right. Do we have something else to talk about? No, I mean, apart from these cringe-worthy uh, posts on uh, in the Sun Times and Times of India about stuff that is not really relevant, about stuff that is so TikTok and shit. I don't think we have anything worth talking about. Yeah. So, please like and subscribe. And with that, um, I'll be signing off for today. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye-bye.